that they don't allow any of the inmates to come out until the fall lifts, right? But back in the day, they didn't do that. So I was like, okay, that's the perfect opportunity because he always comes out for whatever reason and stands in front of this particular clinic. But the clinic is connected to the child hall, and the child hall is right next to the captain's office. So you got to be careful if you're going to do something down in the area because eyes are everywhere, right? But when it's foggy, it's hard for people to see, right? So anyways, like I said, the plan was I was going to hit him in his back a couple of times and drop him, pass the pocket knife off to my brother, and then I was going to go on into the child hall to establish my alibi. You know what I'm saying? Because we figured they would probably put two and two together later on because somebody always wanted that mouth. So anyway, this is on a, a Wednesday, so it's going to happen first. But this particular Wednesday, I'm in class, and at this time I was in Woodshop. So we're sitting in Woodshop, and I'm in the class. I got my head down on the desk because I got to get my mind right. Because what is about to happen, just because we have this plan, it doesn't mean it's going to work out right. So I got to get my mind right in case something goes wrong, right? So I'm in there meditating and doing the things that I normally do when I'm in a stressful situation. So anyway, the internal affairs comes to the window and looks in the window. When he looks in the window, my teacher, she looks at him, she goes outside and starts talking to him. She comes back inside. I don't know what it was, but something in me made me say, what did he want? She's like, oh, he's looking for you. That's what she tells me. I'm like, what did he want? She said, I can't tell you that. She said, but uh, he'll be back to talk to you. I said, okay, that's what's up. So I go back and I'm sitting now, sitting at the table. And I'm feeling spooked now because what is IA, that's internal affairs, what are they coming to look for me for? You know what I'm saying? I hadn't done anything at that point to be looked for by IA. So anyway, I'm sitting there talking to my brother, and now all of them are looking at me like, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what's going on. I said, okay, somebody has said something. It just kept ringing in my ear. Somebody has said something. This man is looking for me for what? Right. So anyway, the bell rings, we go back to the unit. When we're going back to the unit, I'm sitting in there, and I'm reading this policy that it just come out. I'm sitting on the weight bench inside the park. They had weight benches inside the unit at this time. I'm sitting there reading the policy. And here comes this IA I, and about three other officers. Big officers. I mean, I don't even know where they came from. They were huge. And they came in. They started calling out names. You know? And the first name on the list was Mike. Back up. So I'm sitting on the bench. I don't raise my head up. I'm trying to act like, you know, I don't hear them. Like, that's going to help me, right? But anyway, I'm sitting there. About that time. My cellar comes out, and he's like, Joe, they looking for you. I just turned and looked at him like, for real, man. And he just looked at me like, what? Listen, where are you going to go? You know what I'm saying? ain't like you can run nowhere. So I get I get the two trash bags they give me, and I go pack all of my stuff, right? Get everything packed up. And now they got the other three brothers out in the, uh, outside the unit, too. Everybody's lined up in the line. And I'm, I'm in the line. I'm like, man, what is going on, right? Because it's, it's actually... Actually, it was four of us, and then it was another brother. Did this have nothing to do with it? This this guy wasn't even affiliated, but his name just thrown in it. So, right, we're walking to the hole, and I'm talking to this other brother. I'm going to call him Tommy because that's his name, but that's that's, that's what his family called him. So I'm going to call him in. So I asked Tommy, I said, man, what is going on? He said, man, you ain't going to like this. I said, what? Now, we're walking slow, and the police are in front of him and behind us, right? And he said, man, I'll wait until you when we get into the, uh, into the hole. And I said, okay. Luckily, they put us in the cell together because we're pending investigation. And up there, they got two men in cell, so it was straight. So we're in the cell together. And I said, man, what's going on? He said, man, at lunch, man, you know, you didn't go to lunch. And he said, we were at lunch, man. We saw a child in the child hall, man. And he just kept looking at me. And I just shot off on him. And I told him, I said, man, you got it coming. You're going to get yours, man. Don't even worry about it. You ain't going to be on this compound after tomorrow. And I said, you did what? 
he told me that he had really tipped this guy off. Now, I don't know how they ended up with all of our names, the exact individuals that were supposed to be part of the business, right? But he had tipped this guy off, and the dude had went and told the captain, and that's why they came and locked us up. So I'm really pissed now because I'm standing in, I'm sitting in this room with him, and, and let me back up a little bit. Eight months, well, seven months prior to this, I had signed reclass papers to get sent to another facility that was way better than this. You know, and I had just been waiting to get shipped, but I just, they hadn't shipped me yet. So I'm sitting there thinking in my mind, okay, I was going to mess off my transfer to take care of the business. Now, you done got me locked up in an investigation. And now you done jacked off my reclass. I would rather jack it off myself. So anyway, me being pissed off, I told him, get up. And me and him, we got to fight. I dusted him off real quick in there. And then, but at the end of the day, we still in the cell together, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple of days go by. Ain't nobody come talk to us. A couple more days go by. Then I come and they talking to us like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm playing stuff like we always do. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he said, well, we ain't really got nothing, but uh, we're going to come back and uh, talk to y'all in a couple more days when you feel like talking. I'm like, why would he tell us he ain't got nothing? We, I know what he knows. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking they got an informant. They got somebody. Because somebody had to tell them who we were. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in the process of all of this going on, they... The rock man comes to the cell and says, he got a note for us. He gave me a note I'm reading. This from one of the guys. I'm like, man, what, what's going on? You need us to do anything, this and that? I said, okay, we know who the rat is. I'm not going to write back. You feel what I'm saying? So I threw that and tore it up and threw it in the trash. So now I'm panicking. I'm like, I got to get away from here. So what I do, I call my brother, my older brother, Stephen, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, man, look here, I need you to call the ward man and ask him, why haven't I, why haven't I been shipped yet? I've been reclassed to shipped for seven, eight months now, right? I need to be gone. So he gets on the phone, and I'm on the tray piece, and he calls the ward, right? And I'm listening. I got my hand on the phone because I don't want the ward to hear any of the noise in the pod, right? Because, you know, he, you, can, you can hear that noise, and you can know where, you know, if somebody's on the phone. So the ward is talking to my brother. These both of them start talking about the UT Vols. Uh, I'm sitting on the phone like, man, if you don't have your <laughs> 10 minutes go by, 20 minutes go by, the phone ain't for 30 minutes long. And I'm like, I got to do something to get their attention. So my brother would know to ask the question I want him to ask. So I do like this. I go, <clears throat> real quick, right? And I'm in my mind, I'm so desperate. I'm like, I don't care if the ward's here now or not, but I got to get him to get off his topic, right? So anyway, he asked the ward. He said, well, you know, my brother's been waiting to ship. When is he going to be shipped? Or is he still going to be shipped, right? And he said, okay, look. He said, tell Joe, and I know he's listening, that he'll be gone in the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he knew I was on the phone, so when he did that, I hung up, right? And then I called my brother back, like, what is this about you talking to the warden about the balls, man? I need you to do one thing, man. You want to get on the phone and get right. you busted. But anyway, I knew I was getting shipped in the morning, so I was fine. So anyway, uh, now that's the story. That's the story that I wanted to tell you. You feel what I'm saying? So in the, <clears throat> see, being a feeling that people don't understand, because... That ain't something, that's more of a having to, to survive more than who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? Right. When them orders and stuff come down like that, you literally don't have a choice because if you don't, the shoe going to end up on the other foot. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If and I don't do it, it's coming to me. Right. Exactly. And, and in doing that, like, <clears throat> because you said in one part where you was at work, you was having to process that. Like in 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 yeah. all honesty, what is your process? Like what? Because I, 
I hadn't been in no position when I was in and affiliated where an order came down where I had to stab somebody. I may have had to put somebody in violation to put my hands on somebody. But even even in that process, that's not something I want to do. Like, what 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 goes through your mind? What is the process that's going through your mind of having to do that? I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. Real fear. Yeah. Keeping keeping in mind, I can handle myself, man. I can handle myself. But this guy was huge, right? He wasn't in shape. I'm in excellent shape at this time, but he wasn't in shape. But what if he would have got his hand on it? I'm thinking about all that. I got to go at him a certain way. I got to come up behind him and hit him real fast, real fast, and do enough damage that he don't turn around and, and me and him get the fight and he gets that knife out of my hand. That's what I'm thinking. And at the same time, I'm saying, I don't want to do this. Was it, was, it in, was it any parts of you that was saying, is it a way I can try to get this resolved without me being a part of it? Like at, at that time, at that time, I knew it wasn't because I got brothers looking at me. Keep in mind this, right? A lot of the brothers, they didn't like the fact that I had a position like that. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm knowing that this is way more than an order coming down from the top for me to take care of the business. This is about, let's see if he's really fully committed like we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if I don't do this, I know what it is. I know what it is. It wouldn't have been an issue for me. It wasn't going to be an issue where they would have ran me off the compound. They were going to stick me. And I know this. I know this because it was like the conversation was like, Think about this. I'm the third highest ranking person in the state. Right. I didn't have nothing to do with the background check. You feel what I'm saying? So it's not on me that it wasn't found out that this person wasn't straight. But because I had to sit in one day at a meeting and I chose this person to go put somebody in V, put hands on, and now all of a sudden everything, all the weight is on me. Not the nine that was on the compound, but on me. And all I kept thinking about, man, how dark this is, right? I, I no way out. I didn't see any way out other than to stick this person. That was it. I mean, I didn't how see many, any way out. Like, how often did you see situations like this, or how many, like, a conversation yeah. you had with brothers who were put in a position that had to stab somebody and they really was going through it? Like, have you ever had a, a moment where somebody came and talked to you? You know, because in them situations, it's almost like you have to act like you on go mode, like you gonna do it. And like you don't even really you gotta have, act like that. Yeah, you don't really have a venting moment to where you can be like, man, sh I ain't even, bro. No, no, you don't have that. Yeah, I had a lot of, I had a lot of issues of moments over the years after that where people would come talk to me, brothers would come and talk to me and say certain things because they knew at that point that whatever it was, my reputation had gotten around. You can talk to him. You feel what I'm saying? You can talk to him. And I've had a lot of brothers come to me and say, we have to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because as the nine, I'm sitting over here and the chief of security is, is handing out orders, right? Mm -hmm. So even though they're not supposed to come talk to me after the, if the plot has been hatched and everything's been laid down, they're not supposed to come talk to me about it trying to get out of it or change it. It is what it is. The head of security has made the decision. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So anyway, but brothers knew I had an open door policy so they could come talk to me. And when they would come and talk to me, I understood where they were coming from because of what I had been through with this situation that we're talking about today. But I would always tell them, I said, man, let me try to see if there's something that I could do. And I'm going to tell you, a couple of times, I even went to the people, unknowingly to the whole family. I've gone to individuals that I know is getting ready to get stuck on, whether they were family or peons, right? 
I had gone to them. I said, look, man, you need to check in. Trust me, if you don't check in today, you might not be alive tomorrow. You feel what I'm saying? I've done that a couple of times. And and that's how I was out of the free situation. But for the most part, nah. It really wasn't no way out, man. Yeah. You, you don't think it's a way out. Yeah, I had. You don't I, think it's a way out. I had. I had a few situations like that because I had a security position at one mm-hmm. point. Where, you know, I was. I had to make. And it, and and this was a this was a situation where they had had me make a call on another brother. And uh, yeah, he came. He could tell something was going on because you know everybody started moving different when nobody talking to him. You know, he could kind of tell something was in the yeah. atmosphere. He just didn't know what was going on. And uh, yeah, you know, and I and I was like that too. Well, uh, you know, like you said, you had an open door policy. I, just my personality alone, you know, brothers always man. I'm yeah. gonna holler at Joe, you know, he gon'. And when he came and talked to me, you know, <laughs> I told him, man, you come back and holler at him when we go in the big yard, cause I ain't want him coming and talking to me one on one in the pile where all the brothers was looking at like, man. You know, they can see it. Yeah, yeah. we go in the big yard. You know what I'm saying? And we walking around. If you exercise or something, you see me jogging in the big yard, and you just so happen to run over, and you know, just come over. You know, we'll talk. Right. And I let him know right then and now. I was like, look, bro, I can't say too much, but I, I'm, I can say this: when they call that count, when they come through and count your yeah. note, you need to tell the CEO, yeah. man, you need to go to the back. He was like, for real, Joe. I was, right. like, I was like, listen. If you ask me, I said, if you don't, you, you know what I'm saying? I said, that's, I said, it's already done came down. Your best bet is to go. go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and, 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 cool. and even on that end, man, the brothers that came in that situation, like, you could see in his face, like, even though he getting ready to go to PC and probably be somewhere safe till he go somewhere else, it's that, mm-hmm. man, these, being affiliated and all of this, these are very traumatic experiences. Whether you escape it yeah. or not, when somebody tell you, oh, they finna do it to you. Like, you have to grow yeah. in your cell and your, your mindset and it's just like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, my, my, that, that, yeah. that's crazy. It's real. Yeah. It's just that real. Yeah. This ain't TV. It got real. And it ain't no, it, 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 what amazed me about that, even talking about it today, is that the, I, can, I can remember and I can actually feel right now the fear. Yeah that was running through me. You know, I'm not a shaky dude, you know what I mean? But that fear that was running through me about all the different ways this could go wrong. And, and I'm gonna, I always told myself I didn't want to be involved in, you know, taking somebody's life ever again. You know what I'm saying? And I was about to do that, potentially, because you never know, I'm not a surgeon. I right. hit this man and, and don't know what, I hit a vital organ, you know what I mean? Right. And and paralyzing for life or killing, and I'm sitting here like, what am I doing? But I was more afraid of the consequences that I would face mm-hmm. if I didn't do right. than doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? It was giving in to that street logic. You know what I'm saying? And it makes no sense. Being and that's one of the things. Yeah, go ahead. Being affiliated force you in them, but you don't. You don't really have a choice, and you know, you know, because anybody hearing this that's affiliated or thinking about getting affiliated or a family member who knows somebody's affiliated, this 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 conversation ain't only to help educate. You know what I'm saying? It's it's for to educate you so you can understand what's going. Because a lot of people, people's loved ones, y'all sitting on the phone with people who are in these positions right now, and they yeah. and they not yeah. talking, they not talking, or they don't feel like they can talk, and sometimes. 
you know what I'm saying, if anybody listening to this has got people that, you know, you need to check and ask these types of questions, you know, because you you, yeah. it's, you might be able to help prevent these, you know, because they'll say, man, that's snitching or that's the police. In some of these situations, man, they need to tell you so you can call and maybe, you know, yeah. make, make a move as fast as possible because yeah. it makes people who locked up, man, you you have to have that, man, uh, I'm in a situation or, or, or yeah. that fear, that fear, like it's traumatic. Like these, like you just said, I can feel yeah. that right now. Like that was probably yeah. ten plus years yeah. ago, fifteen. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. This stuff, this stuff carries, you know, carries with you. It, it, it's for a long time, man. And you know, it just that that being affiliated is is it's 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 overrated, man. And people don't. Be, it is overrated. People it don't. Is be, overrated. People. And another thing. Uh huh. Go ahead. Let me say this too. Another thing, man. Another thing that that I'm remembering while we're having this conversation is that it's like some of the brothers, man. I never saw them the same way. Cause it's like some of them I'm looking at, man. It's like you watching a movie. It's like they got their fangs out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like they slobbering at the mouth. Like they want this. Yeah. They get excited talking about this. Like they want this. Now I'm saying I don't know if they putting on because they scared too. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody. Might be putting on, everybody might not be, but some of the brothers, man, they serious, they like it. Yeah. And they want you to cross that line. They they want they need you to cross that line to the point to where you you become part of what they are. It's yeah. like they want you to be just as corrupted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. want you to be in that dark space with them. Yeah. And they push and they push and they push. And I and I never ever after that, man, a lot of those brothers, man, that I've been other places with or whatever. And I never looked at them the same. I never looked at them the same because I'm saying to myself, man, you about this. Yeah. You really are about this. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I just didn't understand. That's a different kind of misery, man. The first time I took that uh, that six minute violation, there was a brother. You know, it was this one, this one dude. I he had that look you just described, man. And he had a lot of time too, but he. He carried himself as if he was that rotten apple that wanted everybody that rotten and that miserable. Like you could, you could see it. You could tell the brothers who had somewhat of a decent heart and was just surviving and doing what they had to do at times versus those who was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm really now. This is I'm really with this." Like they were into wanting to be violent to other people, whether it was brothers that yeah. that we were same in the same organization or people on the outside. They were they was just. Uh, like they vampire, yeah, like they, they were just alpha blood and all and every day, all day. Yep, every day, all day. And it didn't matter who it was. They'll tell you they love you one minute, but let your name come up. Let your let your head be on that chopping block. Just that fast. They'll treat you like they. Just, yeah, just, just that fast. It was matter of fact, this this same guy. He was one of the brothers who was helped, you know, teach me and groom me, and I actually had to. He had he had went to the shower. They had it was Burger Day, so everybody went to child. Except me and him. We probably were the only two people in the unit. And when everybody went to child, you know, I'm sitting in the cell on the cell phone and he thought he was just gonna go ahead and go to the shower without no security. And I heard a door shut, so of course I got up to look just in case it was the police. And he was walking to the shower in his shower shoes. 
and this is one of the guys yeah. who groomed me. He he was he he used to have a, a, a security spot. So I opened the door and I told him, when you got a shower, man, come holler at me. He already knew what it was. He hopped out the shower real quick, came straight to the cell. Like I said, he's a big dude, too. He's a big, big, huge dude. Mm-hmm. And I did him the same way he grew me. I didn't even tell him what his charge was. I was like, how you bleed? And he tried to buck me right there in the cell. And I told him, I said, right, when the brothers come back, you know, this, this, man, he was like, so what, if I plead guilty, then what? And I charged him right there, told him what his, you know, what his uh, sanction yeah. was and all this and that. Yeah. And a couple of months mm-hmm. later, I ended up losing the spot, and he ended up with it. And he just had, he handed out for me. Any chance he got, you could tell. And that time I took that six minute, I heard them brothers like, man, brother knocked out, man. I ain't. And I heard, I remember to this day, I could feel it. He said, keep going. Yeah. And they was like, and, he, and then he said, he didn't say TP, keep going. And they tried to call it for me. Like I was not, like he was out for blood. He could have carried less right then yeah. and there. Had they beat me yep. to the point where I had brain damage, died, anything, he did not care. It's right. He did not care. And that's and that's what you have to face and deal with when you're a part of these organizations. They the, the stuff that they don't tell you. They the only thing they want you to see and recognize is if you are not a part of that, you they're breaking bread with each other, they eating meals together, they getting money, they doing all these things like coming up and embracing you and telling you that they love you and all this and that when they really don't even know what the definition of love is. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. But they need you to feel that. They need you to believe that so that they can get their hands on you. Once they got their hands on you, you locked in. It's a mental thing. You're psychologically locked because it's not like they put uh, physical handcuffs on you or, or tie you to it, but they make you believe and feel that fear that you would have to feel to make you stay. Like as far as like if somebody else gets in trouble after coming to a part of it, they want you to see what happened to them. So you won't go nowhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They want we you. have one minute remaining. Well look here man, look here. This has been a good show man. And I appreciate you doing this. And uh, this has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. And I'd like to thank my son, like I say, for being on the show with me. And we'll get back next time. Peace out. Thank you for using GTL.